friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, your podcast where we try to help you run your business and support your business clients better, smarter, and faster. I want to thank you for joining me live. If you are here, this is the Wednesday live show where we try to engage with our listeners, our audience. I bring on guests and we talk about all the things that are IT related in this channel. Uh, I want to remind you that this is not just a video cast. This is an audio podcast as well. And you should go to itbusinesspodcast.com and subscribe. That way you'll get any episode that we drop, even if it's audio, because I did that just last night. I released episode 487 and uh, it was all about offboarding and three best practices that you can do to keep your clients smiling as you exit out the door. And uh, so go and follow the show on any of your social platforms, any of your podcatchers. Uh, you'll be notified anytime we drop shows, and they could be anytime, not just Wednesday nights. I do shows all the time. And uh, hey, Eric Anthony in the house there. And uh, thank you guys for joining uh, tonight, instead of doing an opening news segment or tip, I am going to do some rants and some shout outs or most notably some unshout outs. Now, I know Florida is a big state. And sometimes when people visit, they'll say, dude, I was in Florida or I'm going to Florida. Why don't you visit? And you'll tell me you're someplace like I don't know, Tallahassee or Jacksonville. And most of the time I have to say, that's too far away. You got to give me notice. You know, Florida, if you're driving south from someplace like Pennsylvania or Canada and you hit the Florida border, it's still like another eight hours to get to where I am in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So if you're in the state or you know you're going to be in the state, give me a little notice ahead of time, you know, and maybe we can hook up. Do a lot of conferences in Orlando, the center of the state. I have clients in Tampa. I have clients in Clearwater. I have clients in, uh, let's see, I used to have a client in Jacksonville. I've got one in Maitland, DeLand, you know, clients all over Florida. So I say this because I got an email this morning where a gentleman's like, oh, yeah, I was in Fort Lauderdale last night. We should have hooked up. And I just had to say, dude, you got to give me some notice. Um, and you got to let me know when you're here. You can't tell me after the fact. Because last night actually would have been a good time. And the person I'm speaking of, I'm, I'm going to name names, Ted Roller, uh, was here in Fort Lauderdale. And I, for a good part of the afternoon and early evening, was sitting in Fort Lauderdale doing nothing. And when I say doing nothing, yeah, I was really doing nothing. I was on site waiting for a cable guy to finish because I had to get the key when he was done and return it to the client. It's a new space that they're moving into, and it took them all day to do the cable drops. So I was probably there two hours watching the cable guy. So I could have went and hung out and done something. It was literally down in Fort, uh, downtown Fort Lauderdale. So, Ted, next time, give me a shout-out sooner. 
Uh, let's see. I want to do, oh, I should have brought this up on the screen. I am going to share a screen because I probably should give a little shout out to what I am going to call my sister podcast, uh, the boys over at MSP Unplugged, Paco and Rick, they got listed in a article by Synchro for the top MSP podcast and YouTube channels in 2023. So congratulations, my sister podcast, uh, doing a fantastic job over there. Also, architects of the upcoming TechCon Unplugged. And uh, you'll hear about that a little bit in later in the show. But I, I want to do an unshout out to what I thought were my friends over at Synchro. I mean, good God, how do I not even get a mention on this list here? Some of these shows just started, and I've been doing this for quite some time. And I think, I mean, listen, it's not the best show on the planet. I know that, but come on. I mean, I understand why the workflow from SPs are in there. That's Synchro's own show that just started. But uh, some of the others, I mean, yeah, they're all good shows. I'm not going to lie. I mean, all of them are, you know, you know, big people in the channel. Everybody knows them. I'm just some trunk slammer from Fort Lauderdale. I get it. But I gave Emily Glass, the CEO of Synchro, a mug for being the voted the best podcast of 2022. I mean, that's got to count for something. So Synchro, maybe this is a punishment because last week I announced that I finished my trial and didn't make the switch. So maybe that's it. We'll see what happens. Just give me some love, a little bit of love. That's all I ask for. Uh, I do have an email announcement to share with everybody. Uh, for those of you that have paid attention to the podcast over the last year, uh, I had brought on the uh, CEO, founder of DioNode, the gentleman that created these portable speakers. Well, that, that's probably not correct. They're not portable because you plug them in, you don't really move them, but they are surround sound speakers that are not Bluetooth. They actually work through the Apple Play system, and you can play simultaneous music in multiple rooms. You can get these in sets of three or five or whatever. You can tie them all together, and it gives crystal clear audio in a true multi-room speaker setup. So I have three of these, and they just put out an email to let everybody know that there is a firmware update that should be done because they have fixed uh, some of the, well, some of the problems that I myself even complained about. So be sure that you uh, go to donode.com and do the firmware update. It fixes a lot of things, such as one of the complaints is if you have them listed in your app, in your iPad or a iPhone, they'll just kind of drop off every now and then. Uh, there was a couple of other major fixes. So go do your firmware update and get uh, get that taken care of. And I want to do a, another shout out. And first, I need to actually bring up the video because I need to present this to you while I 
do this. I got a couple of questions last week about this mystery product reveal. And, of course, the fact that it was a mystery meant I didn't know about it. It's something that the company was keeping under wraps. And so, of course, I did reach out. And what is happening is this. So that is a quick little promo video from NetAlly. They are going to be doing a live product reveal at the RSA conference in San Francisco. No, I will not be attending, but it will be happening next week, April 25th through the 27th. They are going to be releasing a brand new product called CyberScope or something to that effect. And essentially, it is going to be one of the handheld testers that will assist in cybersecurity testing within a network. That's all I really know, but I did confirm this is happening. I did confirm the name, and they are going to be reaching out to me in the next week or so, and we are going to be able to do a live webcast and introduce the product right here on the IT Business Podcast. I don't know if that means that I'll have one in my hand to share with you and show you and talk about how it goes, but we will be doing that. Yes, I'm going to ask them for a product, whether it's just a demo or, or something, but sounds pretty cool if you can walk into a client and do a cybersecurity test from a handheld tester. We'll see how it goes. So be looking out for that. All right. I think that's going to do it for the intro rants, shouts, and unshouts. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and move along and get to our guest. It, uh, it's kind of an interesting little guest I have with us here. So let's sit back right after these uh, announcements, and I'll be right back. Are you an IT business owner looking to take your business to the next level? Join us at TechCon Unplugged, a conference for IT business owners, this September 7th through the 10th at the Delta Hotels Woodbridge in New Jersey. Get one-on-one time with peers facing the same challenges as you and walk away with concrete items to help your business thrive. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Head over to www.tectonunplugged.com now. The IT Business Podcast is presented by NetAlly, the number one ally of network professionals around the world. With over 25 years of experience, NetAlly provides best-in-class tools and software that enable teams to plan, install, validate, and troubleshoot both wired and wireless networks. Their handheld networking tools can help your frontline technicians validate network connectivity in less than 10 seconds. Visit NetAlly.com to learn more. Our live stream is funded by Computers Done Right. Are you tired of dealing with slow and outdated technology? Let their friends over at Computer Done Right in Venice, Florida help. Their expert team provides top-notch computer repair, virus removal, and technology support for both residential and commercial customers. Don't let technology frustration slow you down. Get your tech done right with Computers Done Right. Contact them today 
at computersdoneright.com. And thank you so much to our patron supporters, Tom, Kyle, Clark, and Synchro. I appreciate you and your contribution to the podcast. Your support helps me continue creating content that I hope you enjoy. And I want to say thank you also to our newest sponsor, Instant House Call. You have heard us talk about him before. Corey Fruitman out of Canada has been providing remote help desk support for new and emerging MSPs, IT professionals. And he has been a big supporter of podcasts in the past, especially Mike Smith over at the Mike Tech Show. Uh, Corey is joining the family here. So if you need a remote support tool that has built-in PC fix-it type products and you can do unattended host and all sorts of things, look for Instant House Call to do that. Uh, You'll get a free 15 days over at instanthousecall.com. And I am joined by my newest friend. We met... When was it? Uh, December 14th, I believe, was the date. Does that sound right? Sounds right, yeah. All right. HP event down in Miami. All right. The voice you hear, folks, Allie Johnston of Bell Tech Services, and a very little interesting way that we met. So when I attend conferences, and I know we all attend conferences, and if they're small and you're sitting around a table and people are introducing themselves – after a while, you just start start to hear cybersecurity, MSP, and all of a sudden I hear satellite beach, and I perked up because that is not a phrase that I hear very often, if at all, in an IT conference. So Allie Johnson introduced herself as an MSP in Satellite Beach, Florida, and I had to take notice. So Allie, uh Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me here. So excited. Um, yeah, I what what stood out to me is I said, you know, Allie Johnson from Satellite Beach, and you piped up, go Scorps. <laughs> Scorpions are the um, team, our you know high school our high school team, yep. our high school mascot. And I just looked around. I mean, we weren't in a very big room, and I just couldn't I couldn't believe it, Marv. I'm like. Someone else, someone knows the Scorps? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So we instantly became friends. That is true. Yep, I know the Scorps. I was a Scorp. Uh, played sports there, football, basketball, track, and graduated. Good for you. Almost with honors. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and introduce you and your company to everybody first, and then we'll get into some, some beach talk. So you are... Uh, a 20-plus-year veteran in our industry. But you weren't always from Satellite Beach. So so tell us how you got started. Sure. So I'm down. I'm I'm from where you're, you're at right now, good old Fort Lauderdale. Um, great town. Love it. And spent, spent my, you know, my most of my career there in corporate IT, running IT department, running the IT department. And... I actually am one of those people that stayed at the same job for 20 years. Really? I did. Um, I mean, of course, I, you know, grew up and worked myself up through the ranks. But, uh, yeah, same, 
same company 20 years. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so after get, gaining all that experience, um, that's when I said, you know what? Let's do this for myself. So here I am. I came out, got, started the business. Um, all's going well. And I needed a little break from the hustle and bustle from the South Florida area. <laughs> I was say, the hustle and bustle of tiny little Fort Lauderdale, right? Yeah. The traffic. I think it was the traffic that got me the most. Um, so we got out of there. I took my family up to uh, Satellite Beach for a quieter, small town life. And that's what we've got up here. We love it. So normally I would go right into, hey, tell me about your company and this and that. But of course, I got to ask, what made you pick Satellite Beach? I'll tell you. So I had a couple of check boxes. Uh, always wanted to live by the beach. Wasn't going to happen in Fort Lauderdale. Um, well, if you had a couple of million bucks. Thank you, Marv. Thanks. Exactly. So wasn't going to happen. Um, and the school system was a, a big challenge for us down there. And I wanted to have a good public school system for my daughter to go to. And so that's, I started doing research. Next thing you know, you know, Brevard County came up as a great, um, you know, having like an A plus school system. And I mean, that's pretty much, that pretty much uh, sealed the deal. And we took a ride up here. We checked it out. I took quite a few rides up here to check things out, but that was it. You know, the, the school system was the checkbox that needed to be checked. Okay. I mean, Satellite Beach isn't that big, so it wasn't like you needed all those trips to see Satellite Beach. Right. So we started in Indian Atlantic. We were looking at Indian, you know, so we we did the, the, the eight-mile stretch. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it just turned out to be Satellite Beach. I, I think what really made me excited about this city is when I went to their website and looked at their, their program for all the things that they've got going on. I mean, if you've got a small child, this place is the place to be. I'm telling you. Interesting. I don't think it was that way when I was there. (laughs) They have so many activities for the, you know, for the community. And it was, it was right. a big it was a big draw. So without revealing your daughter's age, uh you said young, so obviously she's not in high school yet. She is. Oh, she is now? Okay. She's driving, I'll tell you. Oh. She's sixteen. It's a whole new world for all of us. Okay. So when did you move? Because you moved before COVID, right? Twenty eighteen. Okay, so she wasn't in high school then. Yeah. So now, I don't know exactly where you live. I know where your office is, which is basically right at the bottom end of Satellite Beach, right before you get into um, uh, Indian, not in, yeah, Indian Harbor Beach, uh, right there, Pine Tree Lane, right in that area. Yeah. Uh, so if you were on the border, so she had to go to Delora for junior high, right? Go Scotties. Yeah, go Scotties, yeah. Um. But she wasn't she wasn't uh, in elementary school before you guys went up there. Well, in Brevard, it's it's different, and I also love this that I kind of kept her a little younger for longer in Brevard. You uh, lied. Six, 
No, no, no. <laughs> sixth grade. Sixth grade is actually still elementary school up here. Yes, whereas it is. down in Broward, yeah, down in Broward, it's it's middle school. So I kept her, you know, like kind of like a baby ish for an extra year. And then, then she went on to middle school. So she was at Ocean Breeze. We were right on the cutoff. <sighs> we were we were just we were north of DeSoto. So she should have been she should have been a Holland Hornet then. Oh you no, you said safe. north of DeSoto, south of is south of Cassius. Okay, I get you. Yes. So yeah, she okay. ended up going to Ocean Breeze. It was it was wonderful. All right. My my little sister went there. Really? Yes. I would uh, drive my moped from school to go pick her up and then take her back so I could go to practice. And we'd have to dodge the satellite beach cops because <laughs> because you weren't allowed to piggyback people on a moped or bicycle. And so oh, wow. I would take back streets <laughs> to, to avoid the cops while uh, taking my sister to practice with me. That's so funny. We, uh, yeah, here, you know, when I have visitors, people come visit me, especially from South Florida, you know, South Florida is different on the roads You can speed, you know, it's, I'll be honest, it's anarchy on the roads down in South Florida. It is not that way here. So I tell all my guests that come, I'm like, do not speed. You get over that bridge, don't speed because you will get pulled over. Yep. You can, you can, you can pretty much speed up the bridge. But not down. No, very I'll interesting. Yep. Um, all right. So you needed a slower pace because, you know, Satellite Beach is one of those areas where people go to retire. So so, we've got a lot of families here, though. There is. There is. We've got a pretty big high school for that area. We do. Yeah. Of course, it is, you know, a block and a half from the beach. So exactly. That's and right. when the waves are good, <laughs> You you can see there's a lot of uh, skipping going yeah. on. You know, kids going kids going over to surf. Yeah. All right. So when we talked about you going up there, you moved up there 2018. So you're up there a couple of years, and if I remember correctly, you were still doing the corporate gig remote, but somehow you got this entrepreneurial itch to do your own thing. So when I heard you were from Satellite Beach, of course, one of my first questions was, who starts a tech business on the beach? So tell us that story of how you made that transition. So I think that, um, I guess that itch came and it was going to come no matter where I was. So it didn't, it didn't matter so much where I was. Um, but I think that the, the less, the, the less stressed, you know, I didn't have as much stress down as I did down in Fort and South Florida. And it let me really open my mind and figure things out and say, you know what, I'm done with this corporate life. Let's do it. Let's just do it. And here I go. Now, I'll be honest, you know, I come from Fort Lauderdale. I still have tons of tons of clients down there. So that's where most of my clients are at this point um, because that's where I knew everybody, you know, but, you know, moving up here now I'm starting to get into the swing of things and meeting a lot of different people. And, you know, the clients locally are coming, they're coming. All right. So 
tell me, what was it specifically that you were doing in your corporate job that translated to moving over? You said you ran a, you ran a team. Did yeah. So I ran the IT department. Um, how did that translate? So now you know I'm offering, let's say, I don't even know if that fractional CTO is is, is a mainstream word yet, but. I'm really offering services to the small business that doesn't have an IT department and have really outgrown their technical skill set. And so whether I'm offering a cybersecurity, you know, EDR or uh, not to get too technical, but whether, whether I'm giving them software or what, we're doing a lot of strategic planning. We're doing road mapping. Um, we're figuring out their licenses. You know, today I just had someone, they've got, oh, you know, they're way over licensed and they're way over licensed. Let's put it that way. Okay. So I'm going to save them a ton of money. <laughs> over license is usually not what we run into. It's usually the other way around. Not in, in this case, it was, it's a hundred percent over licensing. So I'm super excited to, to get, hopefully I'll get that. Uh, get that gig because what I save them on the over licensing, I think uh, will compensate. All right. So now, now I'm going back from my memories. Now I don't visit as often as I should. And when I do visit, it's usually a pop in pop out. So all my satellite friends always yell at me for, you know, not telling them when I'm in town, but you know, it's usually to see my mom. And of course, you know, in college, when I would go home to see my mom, I'd see her and then go hang out with my friends at night. And she's always like, why do you even, why do you even bother? <laughs> so, um, but on the beach side, so the way that people should understand the geo uh, geography there. So when I showed up, it was a, I was at Patrick Air Force Base. So my dad was in the Air Force. So I was a Brad and we lived on South Housing, which was just north of the school. And by the way, that's gone. It's just half of the land is empty still, and they've built some family homes there. And then there's Satellite Beach, Indian Harbor Beach, Indian Atlantic, and that's the beach side. And then really most of the stuff is across the intracoastal back on the mainland in the Melbourne area. So how much of your business is on the beach and how much is mainland? Honestly, it's mostly beach side. Really? Yeah. Uh, we the city has a great networking program that goes on here beachside. City city officials show up to it, and I mean, every month I'm meeting more and more you know business owners, beachside business owners. Yeah, and you would think you know when I first started, I joined the the chamber, and I love. If you're, you know, in any city you're in, I, I'm just a big fan of the Chamber of Commerce. So I, I, I joined the Chamber of Commerce, but to be honest, I'm learning, learning, and getting more um, contacts from the Beachside Networking Group that I do right here in Satellite Beach. All right. Are you meeting at places like Hoagies or <laughs> any place like I'll that? I'll tell you. So uh, whiskey. So he just changed the name, but it's. You rem- I don't know if you know, but Whiskey Beach, Whiskey Beach Pub. And so he just changed the name to Cadillac Cove. He's right on A1A. Really? Um, yeah. It's a, 
it's a really, it's a great place. He had a small little location on A1A and then uh, pre just pre-pandemic moved uh, to a very, a large location. And I mean, you can't miss him. He's got a, he's got one of those big thatched roofs on, on uh, a, right on A1A. Really nice. Uh, uh, not on the, not on the ocean side, of course, but. All right. Now to let everybody know, your office is also on A1A. Yes, it is. Which uh, struck me as interesting to be just on the other side of the beach. That's it. Uh, my office is a bike right away. From the beach or your house? Both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 There's so like a little pathway. The Whiskey Beach Pub. Yeah. Which, you know what? I don't think I ever visited that. So most of our people, oh, where, so, so all the people that hang out now, they hang out on, you know, and this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous because somebody just posted about it. The squid lips is where, squid lips? Yeah, yeah, it's where everybody hangs out. Well, it's a great place, but barf, it's OTB over the bridge. It's what? OTB. Oh, OTB. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been away too long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my. So your office is there on the beach. And now, from your corporate background, so you were running a full IT department, IT department what was the type of business that you were working for? Uh, it was in the marine industry. Marine industry. Oh. Yeah, marine. So, and then it just followed suit that, most of my customers now are also in the marine industry. You know, it's who you know, right? Yeah. Word of mouth and all of that. So, yeah. All right. Um, and so you were doing, I mean, you you weren't probably doing a full stack there, at least in the way that we know it as an MSP. So did you bring anything from there or are you doing a new stack? What's What types of services are you doing? 100% new stack. Um the, the world was my oyster when I, you know, broke free from there because now I could just exactly pick, pick and choose what I needed. And I honestly feel like there's a, there's a lot more options for our, for us as MSPs, um, you know, as a consumer, let's say as an IT director trying to go out and find something, it's, I, I don't know. I just didn't, I feel like I didn't have the right connections or resources that I do as an MSP to find new products, new technology, kind of like I was just being sold, you know, what was cool, popular and who had the best marketing right. at the time, you know? Um, so now I get to pick and choose and completely. Yeah. Redid the stack. I watched that company go from, we st I started there about, let's say 40, 40 users and we grew to 300. So we had, you know, I evolved, we evolved, and we saw a lot of different products. The, the stack changed as we grew. Right. But, yeah, my stack's completely different now. All right. Now, when I was looking at your website, doing a little research here, it seems that you do a heavy focus on cybersecurity. Yes, Is that true? I do. All right. Yeah, that's... If I could get out on a soapbox and just talk about it all day, I would. I mean, I, I don't want to see people get hit. I don't want to see. I don't want to see that. It's 
really tough for a small business to face that. And we all know you get hit in your small business, chances are you might not survive, right. depending on the level of you know severity. So now are you finding that you are hitting deaf ears, I should say, is probably the best way to describe it because like you said, they're small. Well, they'll never hit us. They're never coming after us, which is a lie. Uh, it's like a crook going down the road and just, you know, looking for open cars and windows and they're going to take the easiest path. Doesn't matter who it is. But I, I read an article and I didn't document it for the show where uh, it was a study in Europe that said that even though, you know, 70, 80 plus percent of people say, yeah, cybersecurity is important, only 15% of businesses are really truly ready for a cyber event. I believe it. <laughs> I'm sure those stat those stats sound right on right on target. Um, yes, I my words do go on deaf ears, and what I'm just just happened to me a couple weeks ago. Got a client because they got hit, and I just keep saying I hate it earning business like that way, but. Um, Sometimes that's what it comes to, Marv, is, is you know, an, an incident yeah. before they act. Now, were they hit with just like a ransomware, uh, encrypted files? Did they have a backup? I mean, how bad was it? It it wasn't that bad. They honestly got very lucky. Um, it was uh, an email compromise, and, you know, then they got into the bad actor, got into the wire, you know, oh, this, this is my new wire, please change your bank details and that, 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 which is very interesting. It's wonderful that the person on the other side who was receiving the email that their customer said, Hmm, that doesn't sound quite right. Let me pick up the phone and call my vendor. And they did and nothing ever happened of it, but there was still a, you know, was, there was still a compromise. All right. Well, that's good. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. So I don't know what's something's going on with StreamYard, but we'll keep uh, pressing along. Uh, so the next question I was going to ask you was in your stack. So there's a lot of conversation happening in all the social media channels and stuff about should everything be bundled? How much should you make mandatory that, you know, if you do business with us, you're going to have everything or you're going to have this as a minimum do you have different levels that you're providing to them, you know, like a minimum or, you know, gold, silver, bronze package? Yeah. So I, you know, every, on the small business side, they're all pretty unique in the way that they do things. Um, just talked to someone today who's using G Suite and um, 365 just for file storage. So that becomes a unique situation, doesn't it? Because, okay, well, now my my stack includes um, an email security that only works for M365. Mm. So now I've got this G Suite customer and I'll, oh, okay, so now I need to protect their email. Look, it's not hard to go out and find another, um, uh, another provider, but it's going to complicate my stack, right? Right. Yeah. So... That's at the small business level. I'm finding that I have to do a lot more of um, tailoring the packages, but of course I've got the basics. I mean, if you, you've got to, I've got to put my remote stuff on there. We've got to do patch management. 
and we've got to put an EDR on there, right? Yep. So in that respect, you know, that would be the bare minimum. Now, I think that cyber cyber insurance, in my opinion, is going to actually dictate what what our minimums are going to be, you know, moving forward. Cyber insurance, I mean, that whole world is is ever evolving. So I, I really think they're going to dictate what we what we have to do. And I do believe that standards are going to come into play. You know, you have to have EDR, you have to have, um, you know, MFA enabled, um, you have to have email security and you have to have cybersecurity awareness training. I mean, without cyber, in my opinion, you don't have cybersecurity awareness training. You can throw all the other tools away because one, one email slips through the employee clicks on that raw, that email, it's over, you know? So I'm still battling people that are like, well, just, you know, come in for a day, give us the dog and pony show and, and we're good. And I'm like, no, nah, it doesn't quite work that way. We need to have an ongoing awareness package and it's still a tough sell. Are you finding that or do you just push through? So, I do find that. And again, it, it, it really comes down to what the customer, what the, what that organization has experienced. And unfortunately, again and again and again, they don't subscribe to what we recommend until it hurt, has hurt them already. Right. And I, I feel terrible about that, but that's pretty much what it is. You know, I've got to, another client I'm taught or another prospect I'm talking to and they know that they're suffering in the, in the employee awareness area. So they're ready to buy. They're ready to go for security awareness. Um, but others are like, ah, why do I need that? That's so silly. And you know what? Really? It's not that expensive, you know, all of these little tools. I mean, okay. I know some, you know, by time we're all said and done, maybe it adds up, but, Take cybersecurity awareness training alone. It's not expensive. No, but it's a line item. And IT it is. IT is, is an expense. And every time we have to add something, they're like, oh, are you kidding me? Um, but what's funny, you mentioned cyber insurance. That has actually gotten me more business in the last <laughs> six months just by them going on their own to get renewed than all of the preaching that I did to them before that because the insurance companies are helping us out by their saying, well, you got to have this, you got to have that, and you got to have multi-factor, you know, for your secure remote desktops. And they just come back and say, okay, what do we need to do? And suddenly it's not about the money. Right. Oh, Marv, (laughs) you've been talking to me about, okay, now I need it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll talk offline at, you know, about cyber insurance. Um but yeah, having a good cyber insurance partner 100% necessary. Yes, that is true. But speaking of cyber, I have this down to ask you. I saw that you were advertising cybersecurity in the Tampa area. So, here you go, you're moving from Fort Lauderdale up to Satellite Beach, East Coast. What the heck are you doing advertising in Tampa on the West Coast? Yeah, so there's no real secret behind that other than uh, SEO. 
Um, <laughs> you got to pick a city, right? Okay. I mean, I'm just giving away my secrets. It's okay. I'm transparent. Um, yeah, it's SEO. You got to pick a city. And so I picked a city. Orlando, uh, I don't know. You know, it's it, that's a big one. I picked Tampa. I said, let's see, let's see how it goes. Um, but I guess my, you know, my main goal was to show, hey, we can recommend a great cyber insurance, um, cyber cyber insurance company to you. All right, and any hits? Yes. Okay. I do get hits on that. Okay. I really do. Um, I think. I'll tell you the biggest objection though is, you know, people are very, and I'm the same way too, you know, with my insurance, I use an all state agent. They're, they're in Fort Lauderdale. I've been using them for years. I'm not going to change. Right. Right. So no matter what my needs are, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Kristen at all state and she's going to give me, you know, the best, whatever I need. And I don't have to think about it. So I think a lot of people are using that same rationale with their cyber insurance. And what I've learned over, is that, you know, that, that might not be the way to go because your, you know, general insurance company doesn't really have the experience, um, with cyber, right? you know? So I work with a company that it, that's all they do is cyber insurance. So, and then they have a whole arsenal of MSPs, you know, that they partner with too. So I feel like, you know, even when you get that questionnaire, so you get a 20 page or whatever it is questionnaire about, you know, do you have MFA? Do you have EDR? At least we can help them um, go through that process. Whereas I don't think your general insurance agent can do that because they don't know about cyber. No, they're, they're not. And at least they're getting smart and referring to other cyber insurers. And that helps us a little bit. So that'll be good. Now, I want to ask one more question before we get too far along here. Because you started your business in Satellite Beach, and if I remember correctly, you started right before or during COVID? Oh, during. During. I mean, why not? You know, (laughs) let's start a business. COVID, major pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, So you, you mentioned, you know, SEO. So what types of things, you know, because you're still technically a new business under, you know, the five-year mark. So outside of going to the chamber events and doing some networking, SEO, what types of things are you doing to, you know, get some traction out there in the community and what's working? Uh, I think events like this, so whether it's a webinar, uh, speaking events, so I do local speaking, uh, whatever, for whatever organization it is. Um, and I've joined, I've joined a bunch of women's, you know, women's groups. Uh, specifically now I just joined another professional development group. It's, uh, related to security and there's another division of that women in security. So, uh, a big portion of my time is spent out in these professional groups and, I think it's the speaking events that really um, are really helpful. So I'll be in Fort Lauderdale next month, uh, two different times doing two different events for Marine-related professional development groups. All right. The Marine Industry Association. Yeah, exactly. So I know, I know them. It seems like that's kind of where I fell into is that Marine, you know, the 
All right. Well, we're going to be coming up on out of time here, so I want to make sure we have time to do some other stuff. But uh, one last question about the beach. Okay. Uh, your daughter uh, will be attending my alma mater. And is there a way that she can get access to the weight room? I bet she can. So I need for her to do this. So okay. it has been said, but not confirmed with pictures that my name is still up on the wall of records. So I just need to have somebody confirm that for me, that my name is up on the wall of records for... In the weight room. Yes. I will find out and let <laughs> <Okay>. you know. <laughs> and we could. It's, uh, it's um, sad to say this, but it was a uh, 135 to 140 weight class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be young again, Marv, yes. huh? But it was a combination of the bench, squat, and the clean. So I held the record for that. I don't know how many years. If I still hold it, <laughs> that's ridiculous. But um, I'd like to know if that's true. I will find out. All right. Sure. So we'll be yeah. looking forward to that. Well... That is the sound of our Florida man segment. And for those of you that are regular listeners, you know that sound, you love that sound, where we talk about Florida man stories. And I gave Allie the choice, Florida man or random question. And she chose random question. Uh, But before she does that, I am going to at least read you some of the Florida man headlines. And I haven't picked a story yet, but here's what I just put sorted by date. Uh, Just an hour ago, most of Florida man wasn't actually filmed in Florida. So that is referencing the Netflix series that is on with Florida man. And that's a shame because why wouldn't you not film in Florida? From three hours ago, Florida man falls from attic after hiding from deputies. Five hours ago, Florida man accused of choking, trying to rip woman's bathing suit off at Cocoa Beach. 23 hours ago, Florida man convicted for fatal shooting in Jersey City BJ's parking lot. So Florida man up in Jersey getting uh, convicted and... One day ago, big news this morning, angry man cusses out crying toddler on packed flight to Florida. So those are your Florida man stories. Always in the news. All right. So here is, Allie, your random question. Oh, this will be interesting, but you can talk about it in a way that you want to. But the question is, (laughs) what does AI think about chat GPT? Oh, wow. What does AI <laughs> think about ChatGPT? I don't know. We should ask ChatGPT right now what it thinks about itself. All right. um, well, let me ask you this. While I, I would do yeah. that, and while I'm doing that, why don't you tell us, are you using AI or ChatGPT in uh, particular for your business? A hundred percent. I've a hundred percent embraced it in my business, and I'm seeing um, tons of time saving 
because of it. So um, when you say a hundred percent, I, I, Oh no, no, no. Okay. I'm not using it a hundred percent, but I'm all in Okay, at any, wherever I can use AI, I'm using it. So (laughs) if it's social media posting, um, not sure how to word an email. I mean, I'm using it for everything. Okay. So yeah, I, I love it, embracing it. And I think all businesses really need to take a, a, take a closer look at it and see how it can help them. Um, know that there's some resistance from some, some people have a resistance to it. You know, everybody, nobody likes change and, Oh, what is it? It's AI. It's going to take over. Well, I don't know if it's going to take over, but it's certainly helping. It's certainly saving me a lot of time in my day to day. So there's a big debate going around the podcasting community that we don't need to actually do our own podcast anymore. We can, you know, open up chat GPT, throw in a question, let them draft a podcast for us. And we can then put it into one of those voicealizer things where it can give it a human voice and make a podcast. So. I mean, you could try it. There's some things that you still need a human for. I mean, I want to see you. I want to see your face. I want to see your, you know, facial expressions. And, and I, I, I don't think that, I don't think that's going to come through in a, with an, a robot, I guess, right. but we'll see. I mean, the robots are going to get better and better and eventually we won't be able to tell, but you know, time will tell. And I, this, this AI thing is, it's moving fast, like in an exponential way. Yeah. Are you worried that any of your clients might start to use it as an advanced Google to try to figure out how to solve their own problems? I, I would hope so. And I'm going to tell you why I say I hope so. I don't need to be doing um, technical support. You know what I? You know what I mean? Like the more they can solve on their own, the better off the business is and running, honestly, much smoother. So let them Google it and fix it themselves. That's great. Um, they're still going to need a technical person behind the scenes that knows what's going on and can figure out. You're over licensed, or you've bought the wrong product, or I don't know. There's, there's, there's always going to be a human aspect involved, and I, I think in any profession, regardless of AI. All right. So here, so I wrote the question into ChatGPT. What does AI think about ChatGPT? And here's the answer: As an AI language model, I do not have personal opinions or emotions. And I cannot think, in quotation marks, in the way that humans do. However, I can tell you that I was designed to perform a specific task, which is to generate human-like language in response to prompts or questions. In terms of my capabilities, I am able to understand natural language, process large amounts of text data, and generate coherent and contextually appropriate responses. I have been trained on a vast corpus of texts from the internet, including books, articles, and websites, which allows me to generate responses on a wide range of topics. Ultimately, the usefulness and value of a tool like ChatGPT depend on the specific application and the quality of the training data that has been used to develop the model. 
So very dry. I mean, that was an excellent answer. That was a tech. That was a textbook answer, wasn't it? It was very interesting. Now, I also put this question into another AI that wasn't ChatGPT because I wanted to see what was said. And this response was, there is no clear answer to what AI thinks of ChatGPT. Some critics argue that ChatGPT is not true AI and lacks the ability to truly understand the complexity of human language and conversation. Others suggest that ChatGPT is a natural language processing tool driven by AI technology that allows you to have human-like conversations and much more with the help of electric pulses. However, it is important to note that ChatGPT is a machine learning model and does not have the ability to think or have opinions like humans do. Okay. I, I Personally, I like the textbook answer better, and I'm not sure what they meant by electric pulses. I don't know either. <laughs> but Okay. But uh, but I do like what you said of using it to help jumpstart something like an email or a response and things like that. I've I've kind of played around with it. Uh, I've actually went to look at some other tools to see, you know, which ones may respond better. And I think it kind of depends on what you're asking. Uh, I think ChatGPT, I think, did they open up the text to go beyond 2021? I don't think they have yet, no. Okay. I think once they do that, it should be a lot better. And uh, some of the other ones can give more up-to-date answers. We'll see. You know, Bing, Bing's got their... There's on their, um, on their search. I've been using that. It's pretty good. And then, of course, Microsoft is... I don't know when it's going to be released, but they've got, you know, their co-pilot in right. the works and super excited for that. I've got customers asking about it actually. Can I get on the beta test? And no, we can't. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> There's like Fortune 100 companies on the beta list, you know, right. not not us. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Allie, thank you very much for hanging out. Uh Cheers. Thank you so much. was love, a lot of fun. Love, Next time you're down here, you better give me a ring. You mean up there? I'm sorry. Yeah, up there. Say, when you're down here, you need to give me a ring. I will. I'll be down so, next month. You'll be down next month. We'll have to make that happen. All right, sure. ladies and gentlemen, Allie Johnston, Bell Tech Services in my hometown of Satellite Beach, Florida. Go Storks. Thanks for having me on. All right. Uh, Thank you all for joining us for the show. Uh, If you are listening, uh, you can go and check out the video over at the YouTube or on the Facebook or LinkedIn. Again, if you are watching this or listening for the very first time, be sure to subscribe over at itbusinesspodcast.com and catch any episode that we post video or audio. And while you're there, check out our sponsors and affiliates, support the show, and make it so that people like Synchro will acknowledge me as a podcast in the industry so I can have my picture up next to Paco and Rick. Christina, woohoo! See, that's what I want to see. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. And until then, holla.